When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. The interview today is with Jeff Gunn. He's a he's a musician. He's a he's an artist. He's a advocate. He he believes in giving back on a, on a variety of levels. I mean, this guy's bio is just it's over the top. You got to you got to go online and check it out. JeffGunn.ca. Super nice guy. Very talented musician. He's uh, he's won awards for his work. He's written uh, uh, music for for years. He's an instrumentalist. He plays rock and classical and jazz. He's worked with a lot of different Canadian uh, um, acts over the years, and he's got a real passion for the global south. And he and I met at a, a conference, the Alliance Against Modern Slavery conference. He I was speaking and he was performing. We met several years ago, and we've developed a bit of a friendship along the way. He's currently working with Emmanuel. Jal, who you may or may not have heard of, who've done some significant work with, with an organization called War Child. Um, check out his site, jeffgun.ca. It's, uh, it's a fun interview. And, and like I say, he's, uh, he's a talented guy. You need to uh, stay tuned because I think he's got, a, he's got an album coming out uh, in the pretty near future. Jeff Gunn. So Jeff, thanks, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, so so listen. Your your bio on your website is ridiculous. It's just it's <laughs> you've you've been so many places. You you've done so many things. You're, I mean, I think in your own words, you're a musician. You're an activist. You're an academic. What? How do all those things connect? Well, I think it comes down to just having like an adventurous spirit, you know, and just kind of following a lot of your interests. You know, be they in music, be they in academia, be they in activism, whatever, and kind of linking them together. Um, I'm kind of of the mind that you can follow your follow your talents, follow your interests where they take you, um, and that might be a few different places, not just one. So I think that's one of the reasons why I've kind of pursued music, um, as well as uh, working in the university system and school system and things like that as well. 
Yeah, it seems to me, you know, you and I met, uh, I don't know, five years ago, I think, at mm-hmm. at an event uh, in Toronto. It might have even been up at York University, which I think, is York where you studied? Yes, I yeah. studied there, and one of my mentors is also from the University of Toronto, so, but I'm based primarily at York University. And, and just before I go on with my question, what are your studies in? Religious studies or something like that? My studies are actually in uh, African economic history. And, Whoa, uh, okay. I look, <laughs> could you I get, look hey, Jeff, could you get a little more specific? Yes. <laughs> I'll say that uh, basically uh, looking at, um, actually looking at wage labor history. That's what I, that's what I study. I look at the role of African contributions to that, particularly Wait. from Liberia. Wow, okay. 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 That's well, look, I'm, I'm, I want to chat more about that, but that's, that's just for the audience. That's exactly how Jeff and I met. We met up at a conference maybe five years ago. It was uh, the Alliance Against Modern Slavery. They put on their first event. And right. I think I've been coming ever since. I think I've emceed three or four of them. And you sit on the board, right? Yeah. That's right, and you've done a wonderful job. Of things, by the way. <laughs> very inspiring to uh, oh, thank you. you talk and your perspective on things. You know what? I appreciate that, and it's always it's fun. It's a pleasure to do, and and I know there's some changes going on there as well. But so 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 slavery. Um, you're an academic. You're a musician. You've you've just got all these interests. What do you? How do you attend? Um, I don't know. How do you justify that, Jeff? I mean, most of us, I guess, justify is the wrong word, but, but how do you address that in conversation at a party with other people? Because most people are pretty focused, right? They're, they're writers, they're electricians, they're, they're performers, they're pianists, they're whatever. But you got, it seems like, your, your, your fingers in a lot of pies. Sure. I think uh, it all comes from the same place, you know? And I was lucky enough in my early 20s to travel quite a bit. And throughout my 20s, actually, um, before moving back to Canada when I turned about 30-ish. Um, and through that time, I thought basically everything I'd read about in, while I was a student in school, all the, the articles you read about in different places, and political issues and social issues, I it saw a lot of them firsthand, you know, traveling to Asia and Africa, Europe, South America, everywhere pretty much. Um, and really it impacted me. And when I returned, I really wanted to you know, take my talents, I guess, in music and in, uh, in teaching and writing and things like that, and try to uh, to make an impact, you know, because um, I don't think, uh, you don't have to be a billionaire or a zillionaire to, to make an impact, you know, we can all, regardless of our where we're at, we can do something, you know, positive in the world, so for me, I, it was all about education, I really really value education, uh, particularly as a way for for uh, young people in different parts of the world to, to move forward, you know, so my, I think... My, my, my son right now um, is at a point in his life where, Dad, what if you had a trillion dollars? Yeah. You know, what if, <laughs> and, and I think we've, we've actually gone out of our way to make up numbers, like, like sure. very large sums of cash that we would dole out accordingly around the world. Yeah, but Jeff, <laughs> you used the word zillion, it just made me think of it. But why? Like, why don't you just want to be, I mean, you're Juno nominated for heaven's sakes. You're playing with Emmanuel Jal, you've written for Nelly Furtado, et cetera. Why bother? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a real, the will inside me, it's a driving force, I guess. Like, to use your life, you know, beyond yourself, you know, because I'm very much of the mind that material gain, yes, you need to take care of yourself, but I don't know, because of the experiences I've had abroad, like, I'd like to do a lot more in terms of providing and assisting with education for people who have, you know, next to nothing, essentially, and giving them a shot at life, you know, because they've got great talents as well that, uh, that they can, uh, you know, bring to the world and stuff if they're given the opportunity. 
to share that. So that's motivation for me, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, because of the show that we're on and the station that we're on and the audience mm-hmm. that's probably listening, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people out there are probably of, have a faith-based background or of, mm-hmm. of, of one kind of uh, spiritual framework or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've traveled a lot. Um, you've studied African uh, history and so on. You must have had to look at, you know, um, I guess I don't want to come right out and ask the question where you sit from a spiritual perspective or a religious point of view, but where do you sit, Jeff? Sure. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I think it's important to ask ourselves, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, well, I can give you a little bit of history. I mean, I was born into the, went to church as a kid in the Christian tradition. Um, so that was kind of my starting point uh, for, for my journey towards spirituality, I would say. Uh, my mother would take us to church and stuff, and I would play music at the church, and I uh, had some wonderful experiences there and learned a lot, you know, and it was kind of my starting point. And then um, in, in high school, I took a world religion class, and we had a really cool teacher, and he kind of, you know, planned all these different trips to uh, synagogues, to mosques, to churches, to Buddhist temples. And, you know, as a teenager and reading about all these different faiths and stuff, it really kind of opened my mind um, to, uh, to different uh, perspectives in the world and things like that. And uh, in a way, kind of solidified my own spiritual beliefs as well. Uh, hmm. You know, and then having traveled, as I mentioned, in my 20s, you know, going to a lot, you know, I've, I've been to, the, you know, the Blue Mosque, for example, in, in Istanbul, or, you know, seen some great temples in, in Thailand and things, and visited some wonderful churches, which I still frequent when I go to Los Angeles, the first congregational church, I had the pleasure of going there, which is very much about interfaith dialogue. Sometimes we'll have a imam come, or we'll have a Buddhist monk, and we'll do interfaith dialogue with the, with the minister, and the, so it's it's been really eye-opening. So I guess spirituality, yes, I definitely consider myself a spiritual person, for sure. Yeah, it just, um, you know, the whole idea of interfaith, I mean, I wonder, is that sort of where you would set, uh, kind of, from a, from a religious perspective today, having seen what you've seen, and, and, and it, it sure, sure sounds like it to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think there's, every faith presents, uh, you know, there's commonalities between them. There's also differences as well, but um, I'll also say that uh, I think it comes from a, from a yearning, from a place where understanding your place in the universe, you know, and things like that. And so I guess faith is very important to me, a faith in a, in a, in a higher spiritual power and a faith of however you want to call it. Um, I'm definitely at that place. It's very important in my life, for sure. Um, you know, prayer, I think prayer and visualizing where you want to, what you want to achieve and, and uh, things like that. I mean, that's all done through meditation and prayer for me. But you don't, you don't, land, you don't land in Catholic, Protestant, Buddhist, Muslim camp. No, I think I've, I've kind of, in my own, I guess the word I would use in my own life is transcended those different categories. I guess I started in them, not to, not to say that better than something, but just right. in my own spiritual journey, I've kind of learned from different ones. I was born into one Christianity, yeah. Yeah. and then learned from other ones, and uh, including great friends and even relatives who are, you know, of different faiths. And do so you and do you and, and do you think Jeff that some of your desire to trans uh, transcend sorry your word but to get beyond that notion of just being a musician to being able to to being an advocate af- activist to being mm-hmm. able to somebody who gives back and and uh, and, and, and let me use uh, you know biblical language to love your neighbor do mm-hmm. you think that comes out of that sort of transcendent category that you're talking about absolutely yes definitely I mean, yeah. I guess through traveling, what I saw was a commonality in, 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 in the, you know, human's willingness or, the, you know, basically the three truths that I've had right, traveling right. was that, you know, all people want to be, they want happiness, you know. They want to be able to, you know, look after their families and, um, you know, and that, that, that transcends all faiths. I mean, that's a human experience, you know, regardless of religion. 
I think um, certainly in my own case, yeah. I mean, I'm very proud that where I came from and, and the experiences I had, you know. But um, I'll also say that, you know, finding, uh, you know, and this will to, I guess, to use music as a vehicle for, for um, you know, putting kids in school and stuff. I work with a couple organizations and things. I mean, that's to me is just, it's, uh, it's like a goal of mine to increase that. And uh, it's one of the, it's a great feeling. You know. You've written you've written a series of books called Hidden Sounds, and yes. it's it's about guitar method, right? Yes, and, it is. And, and then and then what? You, are you not taking some of those profits and donating them to Plan Canada? Is that part of your? That's right. Yeah, I've been working on Plan for about twelve years. Um, after a trip to Cambodia, I was really touched. Okay, hang like, on, <laughs> hang on. I didn't know that. Yeah. We need to talk Cambodia. I mean, right. as, as any <laughs> listener out there who is, you know, there's probably 12 people listening to this show right now, and most of them will be family, but they, they all know <laughs> that I have a deep passion for, for Cambodia and what's going on there. So we have lots to talk about. Anyway, Absolutely. sorry, go ahead. No problem. <laughs> I'll say that uh, for me, I remember the day I was about 25 and we crossed the border from Thailand into Cambodia and uh, suddenly uh, all these kids just came up and pulled in my shirt begging for food and all this stuff and it was just a really life-changing moment. And that, that's when I came back and got a sponsored child right away after that trip. Um, and, you know, from that point forward, I was like, yes, I can donate a portion of my proceeds I make for music and writing and things like that to, uh, to put a kid in school because I think it, it gives me a greater sense of purpose, I guess, sure. in life. You know what sure. I mean? Like, sure. it's not just about me um, or this or that. Like, you're, you're trying to, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling that because then, you know, they have so much talent and skill. That yeah. Maybe they'll yeah. get a shot now to do great things in their life that they may not otherwise have been given. You know? It really is about, about just incremental change. It's about, about the little things. And I mean, this, I'm sure. just being kind of selfish now on my own. That, that's kind of my message, you know, and, well, absolutely. and, 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 and you and I are going to do a, a, for everyone out there listening, uh, Jeff and I are going to do a longer interview. We're going to have to wrap this one up real soon, but, but we're going to do a longer interview. It's going to be available on my podcast uh, davidpecklive.com it's going to be uh, it's on on a podcast called face to face um jeff just you're, you're we're going to we're going to not play us out cuz you and i aren't face to face ironically today and you weren't okay. able to come into the studio but we are going to play on the show one of your songs can you tell us most of what you do is instrumental is it not yes i do well i do a couple of different things there's the pop arena where i'll play with the manual job and play and go travel around the world and play a lot of big shows. We just did the Pan Am game series nice. the other day. We were in New York, California. We opened for artists like, you know, Stephen Marley, Bob Marley's son. Uh, we opened for Mumford and Sons, all kinds of different bands. Peter and, Gabriel. If, and, and if anyone out there, Emmanuel Jahl, that's spelled J-A-L, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's got a book out there. Yeah, somebody that you need to know about. But anyway, go on. He's become one of my best friends. Oh, cool. Nice. He's on the stage as well. But this, apart from working with him, which is a major part of my life, I do the music directing for him too and rehearse the bands, design the shows. I also do instrumental guitar as well too. And that's more tied to my book, my book series where I go around and give workshops globally. And then, you know, play excerpts from the books, uh, different pieces on, on uh, solo guitar. Cool. So it's, um, we use different things like percussion, and we try to get really kind of cool sounds out of the, out of the guitar and things like that. So it's one of those things that, um, yeah, doing that is a real, real pleasure. And uh, the song that um, I'll give you is called Candle Lanterns. Um, it's a song of hope, basically. Uh, it, traditional ceremony in Thailand where people literally set off thousands of uh, I know it well. the Mekong River. Yes. 
I know it well. Gorgeous. I wrote a song about it. Yeah. That, <laughs> talk, about, that. <laughs> talk about a spiritual moment. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Well, that's wonderful, Jeff. Thanks for joining Thanks. us today. Jeff Gunn, Juno-nominated guitarist. He's, he's, he's been all over the place, folks. you got to check him out, jeffgunn.ca. Uh, thanks a lot, Jeff. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.